whisperer. Whisperer, whisperer, whisperer. <laughs> oh, gee, that, that's a Ferrari V8 right there, Luke. Is it? Oh, yeah, you can tell that from a mile away. If you're me, if you've got the skill of car whispering. For tickets to the Winton Super Sprint Round, just for playing along. I'm just so excited about Winton coming back at the end of the month. Yep. With the V8 supercars that I thought, you know what, to give away the tickets, I'm going to prove how much of a car whisperer I, I am. Lou, who is going to uh, have a crack today with me? Janae is going to have a go. Hi, Janae, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, great, thank you. All right, Janae, I'm going to a car whisperer <laughs> exactly what your car is. But first, I need to know a little bit of information about you, okay? Okay. So I've just got some quick questions here. Do you like roundabouts or traffic lights? Roundabouts. Great. Foie gras or 350 gram steak on the barbie? Uh, steak on the barbie. All right, that's all I need, Lou. All right, now, <laughs> rev the car for me, please. All right, that's a V8. That is 100% a V8. I'm just going to drum roll it. I'm going to drum roll it. I know exactly what it is, okay? I won't even be rusty, Lou, and you'd think I would be after not doing it. It's for been a long time. That is a 2007 Holden Commodore VESS. Bum, bum. Damn it. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Oh, what wrong. is it? What? what a shock. You mean Matt's wrong? Get out of town. That's impossible. What is it? It's a 2018 Nissan Pathfinder Ti. <laughs> Go the Pathfinder. It's a Nissan Pathfinder. It's petrol. So she, what? Goes. So, she, so she goes all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's petrol. So I'm guessing. I'm guessing a Pathfinder. Is it? Is it a, a four cylinder or a six? Six. Yeah. It'd be a six, right. Luke. Yeah. Well, no, it, well, it was your phone. What phone do you have? Oh come on. <laughs> oh, it's a bloody a old iPhone. It's an old oh, iPhone. Do you know Luke. what, Janae? It no, doesn't matter. Out. It does not matter. You've got for yourself the three-day double pass to the Winton Super Sprint. Saturday, it's uh, on from the 28th until the 30th of May at Winton. Congratulations. Excellent. Thank you so much. You've got to replace that iPhone because that's a dub you've got right there. <laughs> I reckon I should replace the car and get a V8. Yes, yes. you should. Buy a VE 2007 V8. Well, well done. You've got the tickets. Good work. Thank you. The new Sunshine Ride the inaugural for the Albury-Wodonga Regional Cancer Centre Trust Fund was at Adrenaline Boxing in Albury on Saturday and Sunday. We talked about it a little bit beforehand, of course, Lou. Yep. 24 hours on stationary bikes. I headed down think on... think about that. 24 oh, no. hours. I oh, know. I headed down on Sunday, helpfully, Lou, at the 17-hour mark. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, they would have been rapt to see you. I caught up with my mate, Luke Brewer, former Lavi Panthers O&M player, and asked him how it's been working. Have a listen. We're trying to rotate every 10 minutes, so we're just trying to go as hard as we can for 10 minutes um, between the five people, and we've been doing that for, yeah, 17 hours. Holy Yep. Do you want to swear? I'll beep it out. Yeah, we can, yeah we're screwed. We're, we're rooted. <laughs> I can leave that in. That's all right. Hey, um, how, how much money have you raised so far? Mate, I think uh, well, our target was 20 grand, which everyone knew. We're up to about, a bit over $30,000 now, so it's amazing, mate. So we've still got another, yeah, six hours to go. So And there's still people coming in to jump on the one-hour bike donating as well, so it's great. How are the legs, mate? Mate, yeah... <laughs> The legs couldn't feel any shorter. They're uh, they're cooked too. (laughs) 
Now, I did. Uh, I asked him. You know, has he ever felt that tired before? And he yeah. said, not even in the, in the in the craziest footy game has he ever felt that tired. I that, mean, it it really is taking high intensity interval training to a, a new high. It is. So multiple bikes, five people per bike. And changing every 10 minutes. Unbelievable. All right. As we heard there, it was up to 30,000 by the 17-hour mark. But what did it end up at? Got Jennifer with us, who's uh, part of the organising committee. Morning, Jennifer. Hi, Nat. How are you going? Good. All right. So what did it end up at? Your original goal was 20,000. What did you end up getting? It was. We ended up with just over 35,000. That's just a magnificent just effort. Amazing. Now, amazing. Jenny, you sound a little bit croaky. Was that uh, just trying to G everyone up or G yourself up over the, the <laughs> 24 hours? Um, I was I was actually in Luke's team. He was part of our um, our team and I'm a bit disappointed that he's not uh, sounding worse than he was at that point. Um, <laughs> so we were... Um, yeah, no, it was a, just an amazing atmosphere. The first few hours just felt like we were um, back in a nightclub um, <laughs> and the music was that loud, so I think I'm screaming. Yeah, yeah. It, was from, it was from that. Um, but we just had an awesome group of people in there. Um, Great. Really want to, yeah, especially um, the trainers, uh, Sally and Arthur, were just uh, firing everyone up. Wonderful. Uh, Jenny, just quickly, is this going to be... Um, the first of many. Are you coming back to to do it all again? I I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit soon. To it's ask, a bit early, isn't it, isn't it Luke? It's a bit I soon because doing anything well, for twenty four hours without sleep is pretty yeah, me, radical. Me personally, that's my answer. But um, yeah, no, definitely, it'll be back on again next year. It was just such right. a um, overwhelming. Um, yeah, well, overwhelming experience and so great for the cancer centre. Wonderful. It really is, Jenny. Thank you so much and well done to the team there at Adrenaline for raising $35,000 for uh, yeah. the Albu Wodonga yeah. Cancer Centre Trust. That's incredible. Well done. Yeah, just amazing. Thank you so much, guys. No worries and uh, can't wait for it to be back. And you know what? I'm going to train up, Lou, and I'm going to do at least an hour next year on the, the rotating. All right, well, I'll do it too. Okay, nice. Yes, done. Oh, I better start training now. <laughs> His super tramp. It's Lou and Matt's Triple M. The Borders 105.7 Triple M with Lou and Matt's free money minute. The Kiwa Mill. Truly local. Yeah, it is time to give it a crack. Ten true or false questions. Get them all right in 60 seconds. Bang. 500 bucks. All yours. Yes. Hopefully that's exactly what's going to happen when Richard from Wodonga has a go at the questions. Hey, Richard. Hello, Lou. Hello, Matt. Hello, Richard. First time playing with true or false. Are you confident, Richard? I made it to Monday, so it's there we go. Yeah, no, fair enough. Did you have a good weekend? What did you get up to? Yeah, no, it was all right. It was, um, had a pretty relaxing one. Worked Saturday, but, yeah, had a nice relaxing one yesterday. All right, good. The brain is rested and it's ready to go. Here we go. Your time starts pretty much now. Good luck. The game begins in three, two, one... The Albury Wodonga Bandits won against Waverley Falcons on Saturday night. True. Oleander is a flowering plant often used in public areas that is poisonous to humans. True. The children's book, The Cat in the Hat, was written by Dr Spock. True. Swimmer Ian Thorpe is Australia's most successful Olympian. Oh, true. I know I've bugged it already. The word kayak is a palindrome. 
The, the Galapagos tortoise is the biggest species of tortoise in the world. Yeah, true. The real name of Ken Raff's big ball sculpture on the causeway is Citrus. Ah, uh, false. Mark Zuckerberg was the sole founder of Facebook. True, ah, uh, false. Charcoal is used to treat poisonings. True. YMCA stands for Young Men's Christian Association. False, false. All right, there we go. Now you know you've stuffed it. Why did Dr. Spock? You said Dr. Spock was true. <laughs> All right. I can't, I, I, as soon as you said it, I could hear it in your voice. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh God. All right, here's what you ended up getting. Let's have a listen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, that's pretty good, actually, isn't it? Round of applause. Not too bad at all. All right. So, of course, uh, who wrote The Cat in the Hat, Lou? Dr. Zeus. Yes. Uh, Richard, you knew that one straight away. Uh, you said it was false that the word kayak is a pal- palindrome, but, it's, but it is. You say it backwards. It's the same way yeah, you're saying it forwards. it's spelt the same backwards as forwards. And the only other one you got wrong was YMCA. You said it was false that it stands for Young Men's Christian Association, but it actually does. It does. That's what it means. Never okay. Mind. Very well done, uh, especially for a Monday, Richard. So I think if you try later in the week or maybe next week uh, on a different day, I reckon you'll be primed and ready to go. Good on you, guys. Have a good one. All right, see you, mate. (laughs) See, that's what sometimes happens, isn't it? Classic example, doctor, and then you just go, oh, yeah, yeah. that's true, true. (laughs) Spock. (laughs) No, it's Lou and Matt. The Free Money Minute is back tomorrow, same time. It's Triple M. Sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friends. You got that right. My dingling! TV Talk with Steve Mulk. Oh, I'm excited. The flamboyance and quirkiness that is Eurovision is coming to our screens, Mulky. Hang on, I'll just turn off my wind machine. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, more yes. wind machines. <laughs> Come on, I'm just shaking my hair. I'm feeling it. Uh, Eurovision is back, friends. And for those that are fans, they'll already know but they'll be able to watch it live from 5am Wednesday and Friday and Sunday on SBS. Nighttime repeats of the semis Friday, Saturday, and, of course, the final Sunday night. Um, Montaigne is representing Australia. I think it's going to be massive. The only catch is that there are a growing number of countries that aren't going to Rotterdam oh, to perform. Lou, why? Why? COVID. Oh, oh, they're just not. Do going. I need to spell it out? No, I would have thought they'd well, no, still want to go. I would have thought the European Come countries on. would have more chance of going. They could be in a bubble. <laughs> There's be... even been an announcement overnight that a couple of the uh, the teams that are there. Uh, have found to have had a couple of people uh, COVID positive. So oh. there's no Eurovision COVID bubble, I'm afraid. Um, well, I'm afraid. Well, if it's big, it's got a few holes in it. Oh, yeah, well, the bubbles burst. Probably the wind machine blew the bubble. <laughs> well, <laughs> blew too much singing, the wasn't there? A, there was a bit of a kibosh on singing yeah, at one there stage. Was, I'm sure. so, you All know. right, well, let's turn our attention closer to yeah. home then. Uh, tonight <laughs> is the finale for the rating success that is Lego Masters. Oh. So good. Oh, it's so good. And look, I'm not going to listen to the haters, Lou. Um, <laughs> Lego Masters has been phenomenal for nine. Uh, yes. It really has been a massive effort. And this two-part final, really, a kickoff last night, we'll see the finale tonight. Um, look, we know that Brickman is a bit emotional when it comes to saying goodbye to people. He's emotional. Um, we've seen it early. But we've already seen, they're already sizzling. 
and he's in tears over what one of the teams creates because it moves him. Now, that speaks volumes That's for a right, small Luke. plastic brick. It's emotional. It volumes that are speaking well a little well too said. loudly as far as I'm concerned. Seriously. Which is he loves crying Lego. over Lego. Yeah, I understand. I mean, no, I understand. I understand your four-year-old or five-year-old crying over Lego or your mum and dad crying over Lego if they stand on a piece of it because it bloody hurts. <laughs> but any other reason to cry over Lego, I cannot understand. I understand it. Lou, where is your heart? Where is it, Lou? He's well, crying because not in this, the Lego. Small, this small plastic brick has been turned into something that That's makes right. you feel something. And these days where we live in an age where most of us are dead inside, why <laughs> wouldn't... Yeah. Feeling something over a small plastic brick creation would be a good thing. Well said. I'm going to make you a little Lego heart, Lou. Because like the, um, like, which one was the Wizard of Oz character without a, without a heart? Lion Man. Like Tin the, Man. Did, Tin was, Man. Was it Tin Man? Mm. Like Tin Man, Lou, I'm going to make you a little heart. Can you make me a rose with the head cut off instead? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Mock, always an absolute pleasure. Yes. We'll talk well, to you again next week. That, that hurts. That's just like Morticia. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lou and And we're so lucky in this job to talk some, to some incredible volunteers. And as we know, volunteers help the community in a myriad of ways. And today marks the first day of National Volunteer Week. So we thought we'd have a chat to the CEO of Volunteering Australia, Mark Pierce. Mark, good morning. <laughs> good morning to you both. So, Mark, um, Matt, Matt mentioned, you know, we, we get to speak to a lot of volunteers um, on a daily basis. But last year, obviously, um, because of COVID, there was a lot less going on in the volunteer sphere. Um, how's it all sort of bouncing back now? Well, it is bouncing back, but not necessarily snapping back in the way that we would like. So whilst volunteer programs are reopening, volunteers are returning they're not returning in the numbers that we need them to return in. And in many ways, that's understandable. We're still seeing that uh, people within vulnerable groups are not returning, and that's appropriate. Uh, certainly, volunteer programs have adjusted the way that they operate, and they are COVID-safe and uh, making adjustments because of the uh, the impact of COVID. But, uh, yes, we're still struggling in terms of getting volunteers mm. back into programs yeah, now, are, are the state governments and the federal government, uh, for that matter, are they making it easy or difficult for, for, for volunteers and also the, the, the charities and the, and the organisations? I think uh, one of the things that we've seen persistently is that um, there, haven't, there hasn't been a strategic approach to volunteering, and certainly at a federal level. Now, we're starting to see that change, but a good example of how that can be problematic is that as uh, phase 1b of vaccinations was rolling out um, paid workers who were in the uh, priority groups were identified and given uh, advanced yes. vaccinations volunteers who may well have been standing quite literally shoulder to shoulder with those paid workers weren't included really? they weren't considered because there's not a strategic approach to volunteering now as i say that's changing but um it's a slow change. As we know, the yeah. wheels of government don't spin quickly. Yeah, it's true. It's interesting. And, and I sort of know, I guess, firsthand, my husband um, works for the CFA. And um, one of the things there with, with all of the volunteers, obviously, is they need training. And yes. they've, had, um, they, they've had a lot of issues, obviously, not being able to gather groups of people for one-on-one -on -one training. Um, yet, 
you know, the fire season will come back around and we need to be prepared for those things with our volunteers, yet it's going to be a lot more difficult this year to be prepared. It's very true. I was out with an SES group. Um, I'm in Canberra at uh, Woden, and uh, this was last week. And, um, yeah, they've found it really difficult. Uh, they've persisted with the program and they've done a lot of training online. Uh, and we've seen that with volunteer programs in general. They've taken a lot of their uh, training, a lot of their engagement. Yes. And where possible, they've taken programs online as well. But it's a really good point you make. And I suppose as part of National Volunteer Week, our theme is recognise, reconnect and reimagine. And the reimagine talks to the fact that we do need to think about how volunteering can be done differently. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, for more information, you can go to volunteeringaustralia.org and uh, just um, basically tip of the hat to all the volunteers on the border and, of course, in Australia generally. They do an absolutely sensational job. Mark Pierce, the CEO of Volunteering Australia. Thank you so much for the chat and have a great National Volunteer Week. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it.